when you're a parent, guilt is like air all around you, being swallowed, being exhaled, recycled, recycled, recycled. Leave a lot out when I tell the truth. I think it's the same with people. I see in the little details, so specific to each other that move me and that I miss, will always miss. So no yours, cause I can never just sell you raps. This is my life laid on raps. I'm Joe Stracci, and I better start writing this down. Episode 26, Ghost, A Liminal Space. Ghost, ghost, I know you live within me, feel as you fly, in thunder clouds above the city, into one that I love, with all that was left within me, until we tore in. There's a baby I think about. He isn't my own. When I think about him, I imagine an afterlife for him that resembles the Italian countryside. I'll explain that in a minute, even though I'm an atheist. If anybody deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's a one-day-old. Because of recency bias, my imagination doesn't create as much as remember the cinematography in the Luca Guadagnino film, Call Me By Your Name. Mediterranean spaces, a fuzzy demarcation between interior space and exterior space. Ever-present audible breezes, sun-bleached linen clothes. I can smell it, even though I've never smelled it. This isn't the first time I've pondered the afterlife on this show so I won't do specifics. But for some reason, the baby is always alone. He is the baby, the only form he ever knew, but he is also no longer the baby. Baby or not, I am the flavor of atheists who would assume that in the afterlife, you finally get to be alone. I became aware of the baby I'll call G in this story, and the brevity of his life, 18 days after my third daughter June was born in 2018. That was 17 days after G was born and died. One day separates June and G's births, but only one of the totals will change. I hope it is not selfish to wish that eventually the gulf between them numbers in the neighborhood of 30,000 days or so. I, of course, will not know the final tally, or at least as a parent, that's what you hope. This is a topic we'll explore in a later episode. G's mother is not a frequent character in our family's story, but she had an extremely impactful performance. She remains in our family's collective heart, part of the Strachi lore, the anchor point in a handful of interactions spoken of at bedtime when our children demand to hear about our marriage's beginnings. Useful now 
would be a German word used to describe someone whom you feel close to, even though you aren't actually close with them. Anyway, I'll speak directly to you now, G's mother. Words I've wanted to say since the summer of 2018. My reason for writing this piece in the first place. First place, first place. You're somebody who always appeared so much tougher than I could ever be. And because of that, I feel like I would insult you to assume that I could ever have comforting words or atheist, God forbid, advice to give you that would help. There are the links and the history, the comments on social media, the nagging feeling that I had leading up to that awful day that I should check in before the fact just to see if there were any updates. But you were always so busy committing yourself to causes and ways that most people only ever dream of. I just assumed that you were busy. Or maybe I was too busy. Midwife. From Middle English, mid and with. With woman. You have been with women, your strength and their strength combined, around the world. But who was with you? And what about you? Did your work, your ferocity, equip you to help yourself at all? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. And she was born in a bottle rocket. There are days when everything reminds me of you and G. I give the girls extra television time, little cardboard containers of fresh popcorn, like at the movies. I hide four M&Ms at the bottom of each for them to find when they're beginning to feel sad that their popcorn is about to come to an end. We have a newborn in the house who's demanding almost all of our attention. When you're a parent, guilt is like air, all around you, being swallowed, being exhaled, recycled. And you're both there again, a plane in the sky, and then another, slicing faster than normal, soundlessly, almost above the clouds. The glare of the pool water on the tree leaves above us. The girls trying their best to jump in and create the biggest splash, but there is no danger. They know nothing of danger, not like you know now. I don't understand any of this. I can barely wrap my head around it enough to keep moving through the day. So, I'm sitting here, attacking the problem head on, the only way I know how by writing about it. I'm listening to a song by Richard Reed Parry. He's a member of the band Arcade Fire. His solo work is oriented more around his work as a composer though, utilizing sound and nature and folk music. The first release from his album, 
called Quiet River of Dust, Volume 1, was inspired by a sign he saw on a trip to Japan. A sign directing travelers to a river of death in mangled Japanese, Sai no Kawara. He learned that it was a pre-Buddhist mythological concept of a place where parents go to mourn dead children, a body of water understood to be a liminal space between life and an afterlife. There are samples from the song through most of this piece, actually. Richard Reed Parry, his band, Arcade Fire, they have a song called Afterlife that asks the question, when love is gone, where does it go? I'm just trying to sleep tonight. After June was born, I joked to a couple of people that the audio of her birth wasn't going to make for nearly as compelling of an audio artifact as my second daughter's birth, captured in episode 11. I've now stopped making that joke. We all know the banal truth of the fragile beauty of stars, how they've already ceased to exist by the time their light reaches us. Keep in mind that it must take that long for their light their energy to reach us. We wouldn't be able to handle it in any purer form. If a glance is all we can get, perhaps that is, somehow, by design. And that river of death is just that, a river. It moves like time and flows like water. And I can only hope that it becomes a part of something larger. Something that eventually finds and winds its way to the Italian countryside in my mind. Where I can go to meet someone one day whom I've never met, but would like to. To tell him about just how it is that I know his mom and the role she plays in our family's story. A story I've told to my own children at bedtime dozens of times because everyone deserves to have their story told. For more information about I Better Start Writing This Down, visit ibetterstart.net. The explanation about Richard Reed Parry's trip to Japan is from a press release by the label that put out his record, Anti. I really can't recommend Quiet River of Dust Volume 1 and 2 enough. Also, be sure to check out his Explorations playlist on YouTube 
which he describes as a series of hypnotic, quiet videos and field recordings of musical work in progress, shot in natural environments. I better start writing this down is not a body of water understood to be a liminal space between life and an afterlife, but we're trying. If you can find us on social media, but never Facebook, I better start should be our username. That's it. Hopefully you wrote it down. And those two trees combined it. Mm. I think that's a skyscraper. Really? Yeah. So wait, tell me that. Tell me that all again. So the thing I, about heaven. So let me do this slowly instead of fasty and copy. So heaven is where dead people go. But where's heaven? It's not on land. It's in the clouds, like those clouds. Right. And when people are dead, they float up there. Okay. And if it's a boy or a girl, and they're, they're like they had a um they want to marry each other, but the love, but um uh, the love, but before they can even get married, they would die, and they. They would go up there and live their life up there with their, like, their guy that they're going to marry. And so they get married in heaven. Well, where did you hear about all this? I just know. Since I was four. But I never told you. I, I, just, I just never told you what I was for. Heaven is way beyond us. Heaven can be anywhere in the sky. Maybe it's up there because that's a big cloud. Or there. Heaven is everywhere. Because the blue, the blue sky is their playing space. But they can't go too far because then they'll get lost. In the clouds and the rain and the leaves and the bugs. And they would never find their way back to heaven. But I'm not gonna die any soon. So neither are you or Mama or Luna. Definitely not June. June's gonna die no time soon. Hey Dad. Can I tell you something? What? 